Today, I'd like to talk about lessons from marriage that can be applied to any relationship with a little help from Tim Keller and C.S. Lewis. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you, as always. Uh, we are in the second week now of a marriage enrichment class that my wife Amy and I are doing here at church. In fact, uh, Tim behind the camera was mentioning how good it smells in the church today. Not that it smells bad here usually, mind you, but we, we were doing a meal uh, with the church, and so that's um, in process even this morning while we're taping this, and it does smell very good. Anyway, the, the class has been uh, wonderful. Uh, Amy and I are enjoying getting to know the people in it um, and looking forward to another uh, meeting tonight. Um, and we're using as our sort of core uh, resource for it a book by Tim and Kathy Keller, The Meaning of Marriage, Facing the Complexities of Commitment with the Wisdom of God. Um, and I wanted to, it's actually been a great opportunity for me and Amy also to talk about the content of this book. And so today I want to just lift up um, something from, it happens to be from chapter two. The title of that chapter is The Power of Marriage. And I think it's, uh, it's a Christian, a deep Christian truth that applies to all of us, whether we're married, whether we're signal, single, whether we're dating. Um, and you might put it under the, the, the today's subject under the umbrella of maybe spiritual hygiene in the sense of maybe paying attention to some tendencies we have as human beings to do things that get in the way of relationships. Again, whether those relationships are with family, with friends, with our spouses, or whoever. And so I'm going to read a couple of things from Keller's book here. And I'm also, I think, at least I'm planning to, we'll see if I end up doing it, uh, read a short thing from C.S. Lewis's Screw Tape Letters. I'll say a word about that in a second. But in one section of this chapter, Keller lifts up that very famous passage of Paul's from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. We've, I would imagine most of us have heard this not infrequently at wedding ceremonies. And so he contrasts that, uh, Tim Keller does, with one of the real challenges he, he lifts up for relationships, which is being focused on ourselves, self-centeredness. And by the way, theologians over the millennia have talked about this, that the primary sin is being turned in on ourselves. You know, I'm the most important thing in the world, right? Uh, so it's all about me, which is sort of a cultural trope, I think. So um, again, one thing Keller writes, and I'll lift up a few passages here. This is Tim Keller now. Self-centeredness is easily seen in the signs Paul lists. And again, this goes now to this uh, spiritual hygiene point. Maybe just reflect on this and, and pay attention to you. Do you feel like you have some of these things in your own life? Um, the signs Paul lists, impatience, irritability, a lack of graciousness and kindness in speech, envious brooding on the better situations of others and holding past injuries and hurts against others. Again, I'm not saying this, by the way, to be mean or to um, uh, throw you under the bus if you're feeling these things. It's, a, it's, it's sort of an opportunity to say, okay, am I feeling those kinds of things maybe in my heart generally or towards other people specifically? And if so, what might I do about it 
to to remedy that situation. Um, here again, Keller, each spouse's, and again, I will elevate this to any relationship, but each spouse's self-centeredness, uh, assert, oh, excuse me, that's not what I was going to read. I'm sorry. Moving on. <laughs> self-centeredness by its very character, this is Keller again, makes you blind to your own self-centeredness while being hypersensitive, offended, and angered by that of others. The result is always a downward spiral into self-pity, anger, and despair as the relationship gets eaten away to nothing. Now here I do want to lift up um, this uh, short thing from Screwtape Letters. Uh, Again, this is, uh, I don't know, I don't think I've lifted this up before. This is by C.S. Lewis. Screwtape Letters is a famous um, narrative in which Lewis uh, talks about the bureaucracy of hell and screw tape. One of the senior devils is advising and teaching ju- a junior devil uh, how to best uh, deal with his patient, who he's trying to convert to the devil's side, right? Move him away from God's side. And I, as I was reading that stuff from Keller, I thought of this uh, really wonderful wonderful because it's so true, passage from uh, Screwtape. When two humans have lived together for many years, again, could be spouses, it could be family, whatever, it usually happens that each has tones of voice and expressions of face which are almost unendurably irritating to the other. This is, again, the senior devil teaching a lower, more junior devil. Work on that, the senior devil says. Bring fully into the consciousness of your patient that particular lift of your friend or family member's eyebrows, which he dislikes so much, and let him think about how much he dislikes it. Let him assume that this other person knows how annoying it is and does it to annoy. If you know your job, he will not notice the immense improbability of the assumption. And of course, never let him suspect that he has tones and looks which similarly annoy her." As he cannot see or hear himself, this is easily managed. Again, you read this stuff, and if we're at all honest, I think we all think, well, yeah, (laughs) I probably felt that way a few times. By the way, after Lewis wrote this book, he said, I felt like I needed to take a bath because he had sort of sat with all those negative emotions about resentment and irritability. And someone said, well, who was your example for that? And he said, I didn't need an example. I just looked into my own heart, right? Anyway, so what's the solution? Um, the solution is not being self-centered, but rather serving others, right? Thinking of others before we think of ourselves. Um, Keller again, the deep happiness, again, he talks about marriage. This is bigger than that. The deep happiness that marriage can bring lies on the far side of sacrificial service in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is, you only discover your own happiness after each of you has put the happiness of your spouse ahead of your own in a sustained way in response to what Jesus has done for you. And he goes on, he says, some will ask, if I put the happiness of my spouse or anyone else ahead of my needs, then what do I get out of it? And his, he says very simply, the answer is happiness, happiness. That is what you get, but a happiness through serving others instead of using them, a happiness that won't be bad for you. It's the joy that comes from giving joy, from loving another person in a costly way. He goes on, if you seek happiness more than you seek me, this is Jesus now saying to us, you will have neither. If you seek to serve me more than you see serve happiness, you will have both. So I guess I would just end with, 
give some thought to how you might be, um, and again, I'm not being mean in saying this, I'm just trying to help us all grow, uh, thought to how you might be self-centered in your relationships, right? And reflect on that. And then if you sense that you are, then again, part of Keller's point in this passage is the only person who can help you with that ultimately is God through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'd invite you to take it in, uh, into your relationship with God by praying about it, by inviting God to soften your heart so that you can serve others more fully and find in doing so true happiness. I'd love to know what you think about all of this, so feel free to respond below. And until next time, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm-hmm.